money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Yay! Because if they were going to just listen to me talk about money, it'd probably be a really short podcast. Yeah, um, we'd have to get Dan in here to talk about money with you if I wasn't here. So Because talking about money with yourself is a little bit challenging, a little well, bit difficult. Well, we, we should so. maybe do a show about that because we do talk about that, have a mm-hmm. financial date with yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's another topic. And I was mentioning Dan because Dan produces the show, Dan so he's produces. listening to us. And I don't think he wants to talk about money with us, well, with you. you. Know, if you don't show up one day, maybe I'll okay. scam Dan into All right. But Sound here good. we go. So Dan's praying now that Reb shows up every time we do the podcast. So <laughs> welcome to the show. This is the show where Dave and Reb talk about the hard issues around money. Uh, it is uh, hosted on a number of websites where you do not need the a player. You don't need anything special. Just get to the website morethanenough.ca, chri.ca and notmine.ca, all of those websites uh, host a podcast uh, each week as we, we do the show. And, and of course, if you're listening at 9 o'clock, CHRI, it's great. I'm glad you're in your car having your coffee. I have a friend who's mm-hmm. really encouraging, so I'm going to say hello to Karen if you're listening because mm-hmm. I know she's probably out for a walk and listening because she goes for a walk um, every Friday morning at 9 to listen to us. Oh, thank for, you, Karen. I know. That's thank great. you, Karen. She's so. always very encouraging. Mm-hmm. She sometimes sends me stars bucks cards so i you know <laughs> oh, oh here we go I, i'm not telling her that she has to send me another one but i am just somebody like, knows Reb she very does well, right? she does she listens and anyway uh, uh well that fits right into the show that we're talking about you know uh, we, we have a list uh you know a few years ago uh, there was this big phenomena the top 10 list the top 10 list the top 10 list i don't know if it was jay leno or one of those late night guys that started oh, the, that yeah okay that, i get it you know my top 10 things uh i think it was but anyway so yeah. we have a little bit of a list today that we wanted we do to go and it's through. totally not our list we actually our daughter mercedes who does social media for more than enough posted this because it had ran a few years ago and she thought it would be great to run it again on social media so i looked at it and i thought you know what the reason it drew, grabbed my attention was because at the very bottom of the blog, it says, um, there are a lot of opinions in the church about money and finances, even among spiritually mature followers of Christ. Good people, sometimes in the same household, disagree on how much to give, the use of debt, what constitutes a good use of money. But certain basic bedrock biblical principles are things all Christians can and should agree on and agree to pass on to the next generation. And the last two weeks, we were talking about how to talk to mm-hmm to your kids about money and, and what does that mean for you personally? Uh, how do you talk to youth about money if you're a youth leader? So this kind of is flowing out of the last two weeks, mm-hmm. which is really great, but it jumped out at me because I'm like, yes, 
we disagree and our heart and i think <laughs> and i think that reflects the heart of god is is that money actually is something is a tool that god uses to bring us together as a couple to bring us together with our community right uh, and then to bring us closer together to bring unity between us and god and and i think that again in the spiritual context i think there is a lot of resistance that is why money is such a hot topic because really the the spiritual dynamic is to create division Okay, let's let's let's. So, I'm doing it right. You're not doing it right. Let's create division. But God's heart for money in our lives is actually to bring us closer to Him, closer to each other, and that each other may be us in relationship, but it also it very much is closer to us and our neighbors, us in our communities, us in 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 the 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 greater world in this global world that we have now. We can become closer to people on the other side of the world, and they're still part of our community. They are the neighbor that Jesus talks about in in the parables. Right. So it, it's I mean the basic principle is money's a tool, and if if the enemy of our of, of God wants to use it for a division. We can know that he, that the Lord would use it to draw us closer mm-hmm. together. And if there is division in your household or in your church community over the use of money, then that should be a huge red flag and an awareness issue. That oh, maybe we should stop and gather and pray and lay aside all our opinions mm-hmm. and see what are the basic principles of truth in this situation. It, it happens all the time in marriage. Well, I think we should do money this way with with money and you think you should do money that way with money. Well, you know, it's my it's my money. I, I finally got a tax return. And I'm like, Dave, can I actually keep that for myself? And he's like, oh, I see how that is. You know, we've been a single income family for all these years. And all of a sudden, I want to keep some income tax because I finally got some, you know, after years of running the business and not working and all that. Anyway, uh, I was saying, I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, just check that attitude because it's all our money. It's not just mine. But I had to ask because, you know, yeah. you know, bring brings it out into the light. Something I'm that- happy to share all of, the, all of the money that comes in from all of my hard work that all of I and I yeah. went out of it. <laughs> Ooh, I feel division falling into the room. Yeah, let's not. Anyway, so you can see how we even (laughs) grapple with those things. It's not mine and it's not his, actually. Mm. Another principle. It's God's. And, Mm. you know, that's not even on the list. So in 2000... It is is on the list. It's number one on the list. I mean, the and let's just go back to credit where credit is due to Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Daniel Darling. Daniel Darling. And I wanted to just note that he wrote this article January 1st, 2014. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I love about that is is that it's just these principles are timeless i mean they could have been written in in 1914 for that matter it right. doesn't really make a difference so so it's one of the reasons why we picked this up so yeah and there are seven financial facts all christians should know apparently according to this man now there are lots of things that you can go to scripture for and often we're divided about money but we're not seeking the one who's the source of it all who's the steward you know and i just want to mention in Matthew 6 verse 24 before we get into this whole time together is we're going to be mentioning scripture and some of the principles but you know Jesus said you can't serve two masters you can't be a slave you're not hired by two masters to be a slave you only are hired by one so if you are going to be enslaved you don't have two masters and especially two masters who who are 
diabolically opposed to two different with two different agendas Mm -hmm. and jesus said it no one can serve two masters for either he will love the one and hate the other or be loyal to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon Mm -hmm. so we just want to raise this awareness that if there is division happening over money in your life in any relationship that there is uh, a tactic by the spirit of mammon in the land to Mm -hmm. kill steal and destroy And we want to encourage you to bring it into the light, just like I did, because, okay, that's a silly example, but if I got money in a tax return and in my heart, I wanted to keep it and spend it on myself, and I had harbored that in my heart, that can become a root of bitterness Mm -hmm. if I don't bring it to the light to you. Mm -hmm. And you for you listening, maybe you think that's a silly thing, but I had to speak it out loud Mm -hmm. to to hear how ridiculous it sounded. Not because it was ridiculous, but because it's not how Dave and I have lived for 30 years. So, and one of the interesting things about, you know, and we'll just pick up, like, let's just extrapolate what, what could have happened in that. So you and your heart are going, hmm, I'd like to keep that money. That's my money. That I'd like to keep it for whatever purposes that I want to do. And you don't speak that to me. And of course, I am coming from the perspective of, well, we've always shared everything. Um, so just by, by, by seeing those two perspectives, you can see how when you go, well, I, I'm going to go spend money, that, that could turn into secrecy. That could turn into, right. oh, uh, well, I'm going to stick this money over here. I'm not really going to talk about it with Dave. I'm, not, I'm just going to set it aside. And then when I see something I like or when I see something, I, and maybe it's a godly thing, again, wh- however you're going to spend that, well, I'm just going to go spend it on me. And, and there's no openness. There's, there's no communication about it. And, of course, me on the other side is going, hmm, you got a tax return. I saw that money come into our joint bank account, so <laughs> I know it came in. And then I go, well, where did it go? Because I also see it transferred out to the savings account. Maybe I don't know, have access to that one or maybe, you know, wherever it went. So all of a sudden in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, well, something's going on. Is there not? Like, can we and really, I start and the conversation? really at the heart of it, it, guess what? That's the heart of it. Since we're going to analyze this little story that happened in my heart, the heart of it is, well, maybe, uh, I'm not talking to you about my desire to have some cash mm-hmm. in my wallet that I can maybe go do such and such. Or I think that I'm, that our spending plan, we're making a decision in it. Right now it's all in fixing the house and I can't actually just, you know, go go buy a coffee and a book, mm-hmm. which isn't true because mm-hmm. we have coffee and books in our spending plan in the line item. So in reality, I had to get it out because what I'm saying, when I heard it come out of my mouth, I think this is ridiculous because all I have to do is say to Dave, I'd really like, you know, I have a plan for some of the money mm-hmm. and can we talk about it? There's some, a desire I have and, and, and it, just talking about it. And we talked last week about getting that we're children of light, bringing it into the light exposes the motivations of our heart. And we don't necessarily now hmm. saying that, okay, we're talking a lot about this, but, well, well, I'm but, just but gonna you're say my heart is good. It is you, good right, towards you're, you. You're safe. Yeah. Some people listening say, oh, I can't tell my spouse that, or I can't, I can't go to my parents and say, could I have some money? 
like if you're a kid at home and you have a desire for something and I, you go ask your parents, they're just a scary place to mm-hmm. go. So you're going to try and do it sneakily. I have no answer for that mm-hmm. other than that you take those desires to the Lord and ask him to bring it to light and ask him to meet the need um, that you, you're having with that money. But I can I just say this? because And then you can talk all you want. Then you can take the rest of the show. Hebrews 12 says, Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble and by it defiling many. That root of bitterness had a chance to implant itself if I would have kept that in my heart. Mm-hmm. In this little story, and I'm imagining there are couples, there are family relationships out there where the issue of money, you know, even over inheritance, even over estates, even over parents and children, you know, this these roots of bitterness are happening because of the issue of money. And we want to encourage you today to fall on your knees mm-hmm. and lay it at his feet. Let go of your own agenda because I have to let go of mine all the time when it comes to money and say, this isn't my money or Dave's money. This is God's, and he's given it to us as a blessing. What does he want to do with it? It's, it's such an important thing because then, uh, you know, and again, we'll, we'll just use the example that we have to this morning for that to, to go. There's so many different responses that then happen when we say to the Lord, listen, that tax return, it's not Dave's. It's not mine. It's actually your money. And, and that's one of the principles that Daniel talks about. He says, money is not evil. It's a tool given by God for our flourishing. Mm-hmm. And so if you and I are on the same page to say, wait a minute, that money that came in from the tax return is actually part of the provision of God for our flourishing. And that may be yours and mine, mm-hmm. but it also may be for our community. It may also be, oh, we're going to take that money and we're not going to spend it on ourselves. Maybe we can spend it on the kids. We could spend it on on being generous out in the community somehow. Uh, that's the conversation then, you know, we go back to, so that money's coming in and, and Reb and I need to sit down and say, so that money, how are we going to spend that? Mm-hmm. Because that's bonus money. That's, that's again, it's... It's part of the tool, part of how we manage the money that comes in to say, what are you thinking about this money that's coming in from the tax return, Reb? And Reb's going to, again, hopefully we have a safe place that we can talk about that Reb's going to say, well, I'd really like to use half of it for this. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going, okay, so maybe we pray about it. Maybe that just resonates right. Maybe it's just, you know, it's just and the obvious pr- thing that says, you know, yeah, I want you to go buy whatever it is you want to buy. It's bonus money. And you've been, you know, you haven't been shopping in a year because of COVID. Well, and whatever and, it is, right? And, and so. here's, a, here's a little practical thing. If you're still in disagreement, because there is one mm-hmm. issue that I know we're not in agreement on still, and we're just leaving it. Mm-hmm. We're not... I. I think you know what topic. I don't know if I'm willing to confess that one yet on the radio. I think that leads to another, to another, in the sense of the conversation, saying if you are not in agreement, if, if you can't agree, then you need to park that money. You need to put it, and then you need to pray about it. You need to pray about it individually. And you you wait. need to pray about it because it is God's. It is the two, the source is God. Mm-hmm. And if we recognize that the source is God, then we go, we are truly stewards. 
And if I'm not agreed with you on how to spend that money, it's because, well, something's going on. Maybe you have a different perspective and, and it's not about being right or wrong. It's about, it's more important that you and I hear the same voice of the Lord. Right. For and, that right money. and right now, even in this, the, this issue I'm talking about, I, we're just, we've parked it. We mm. don't, we don't go there. I'm just praying about it. I don't, we haven't even prayed about it together, which is maybe something we should do, but um, uh, he's smiling at me. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, so, but I, because I know that it's not worth bringing division into our mm-hmm. relationship over the thing, because it's a, a purchase of a thing. So it doesn't really matter. And some of you may be feeling that even as a single person or a widow or, um, uh, a divorced person, you, you're feeling, I want to do this with my money. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, uh, I think I have a different idea for that this, this month. Right. And, and you have to do that with the Lord in your own relationship with him. So whether you're married or whether you're single or uh, however that looks, we're, you still take it to the Lord. There can still be a friction between what God wants and what you want. And our recommendation is, is you wait. You leave that money there and you pray until there's peace or the answer, because pr- sometimes the answer just comes and reveals itself. Now, we've we've gone off on this conversation, which I think we've needed to do this mm-hmm. morning, but there are seven things. Well, we talked about the one, okay. and, and the, the first one is, is money is not evil. Right. Right? It does. Sometimes it creates division, yes. like all of that stuff, but it's a tool. And again, it's given by God. The source is God himself. So he says money is a tool. It's given by God for our flourishing. Number two, he says, we should view our financial needs as an opportunity to trust God. Again, I mean, there's we could spend a whole other show just talking about this one principle, but we should view our finances. So many of us think, oh man, I have these financial needs. I'm in lack and it's God's fault. Well, I don't know about that. Or, right? you're, or you're perceiving that what you have isn't enough or that you don't have the money mm-hmm. to do what you want and Defining your needs and wants is a really great thing. And Um, Jesus talks about this so powerfully throughout his entire, when we read the Gospels, Jesus, he walks with this um, carelessness almost about his own needs because he trusts the Father so much that he's like, you know what? Hey, there's people that have been with us for three days. And remember, in the feeding of those 5,000, in the feeding of the 4,000, in, in, in those miracles, Jesus was teaching. Like, did he eat? I mean, I'm going to just lump him in with, with the whole thing saying everybody's hungry, Jesus included. Mm-hmm. They'd been there for three days. They hadn't eaten. And, and yes, we know Jesus had spiritual food, but he needed some physical food. And there's an opportunity. There's a big need here. Let's look to the Father. Let's look at what we have. Let's look to the Father. Let's offer that up to him and allow him to speak into that, to do the miracle. And and this is where, I'm going to just take a little caveat, this is where we do replace God with the bank, right? We go, oh, you know what? I have a need. I'm going to pray about it, and then I'm going to run off to the bank because there's a line of credit available or there's a credit card available. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just going to challenge you again. Uh, one of the next principles is talking about debt, but I'm going to challenge you to, to wait. This is an opportunity. We should view our financial needs as an opportunity to trust God. Well, especially now in, in the light of this global pandemic mm-hmm. and all the unease and unrest that's out there. We, 
we we haven't talked about a lot about COVID in the last few weeks or anything, but we know that mm-hmm. you know a lot of us are struggling with mental health. And when the last thing on our list, one of our coaches said, I think the last thing on people's lists is actually talking about money. And we recognize that. I mean, mm-hmm. when it's not a favorite topic to begin with, <laughs> and then and then you throw a pandemic in, and you're stressed with your kids at home because the kids are now doing school at home and all of that. And so we we and- understand. We do. Um, and, and you know what? It l- does lead into the next principle that he talks about because, uh, you know, number one was money is not evil. It's a tool given by God for our flourishing. Number two, he says we should view our financial needs as an opportunity to trust God. And number three is we should make generosity a lifestyle. And I know it sounds crazy, but there is so much science. There is so much information about how generosity actually leads us to a happier and healthier perspective. And I, I'm not going to make the connection that we've been so isolated in, 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 in the pandemic that we haven't been able to be generous the way that we normally would. Mm-hmm. But I do know that if you intentionally say, you know what, we're going to build some generosity into this. I know that you will physically, spiritually, and emotionally be be encouraged and and move towards health because that's what generosity does. And so, you know, that's a... And it also fosters a grateful heart in the midst of it. You know, the scripture says rejoice in the Lord always. And it's, so it's our encouragement. If you have trouble rejoicing in the Lord, you know, put some worship music on. Um, Think of someone else who has a need and, and put that as a generous gift or ask the Lord and say, how do I be generous toward this person with my time, my talent, my resources, my finances, my expertise, you know, it, it, it can be any of those things that the Mm -hmm. Lord will direct you to. But I do want to say that this issue of generosity and giving has been contentious for people and families and church communities, even over the issue of, well, is tithing a new Testament thing is tithing an old Testament thing. You know, Dave and I talked about how we were raised with tithing as a basic principle and um, I just want to say this in Second Corinthians 9, whether you believe tithing is 10%, 23%, or whether as disciples of Christ, we give 100% of our life in generous giving, um, which is, I will say, what David and I lean more to. Um, not that we can live it consistently, but that's what we work towards. You know, we can differ about tithing. Mm-hmm. We can, about that principle and that teaching in scripture, but Second Corinthians nine says, "Decide in your heart what you're going to give." Um, I'll add, don't judge your brother and sister for what you think they should be doing. I'll just put that in as an aside. Um, but decide in your heart what you're going to give, because this is between you and the Lord, and do it cheerfully. Mm-hmm. And that is a basic principle of under a very basic, simple thing. We can throw all, not, we don't want to throw scripture out, but, you know, throw the disagreements aside and say, you know what, decide in your heart what you can give in this season and do it cheerfully. And And you will grow in generosity. So as you grow and as you give what Dave said, you will discover that there is so much emotional, physical um, blessing, a spiritual blessing that you will you all of a sudden will start creating, I want to do this more. How can I, how can I give more to the people that I love or not, or who are my enemy even? So that's all I want to throw in there. 
So, so number, number three is, you know, we should make generosity a lifestyle. And I love the way that, that uh, Daniel says that, that it's a lifestyle because it, it's intentional, right? Anything that we do in lifestyle, how we, you know, do our physical bodies, how we do our emotional health, all of that stuff. Um, it's intentional lifestyle. It's not just uh, kind of, oh, I'm going to, again, uh, just equating that to dieting. I'm going to be on this diet for six months. Or, no, you, you want to stay fit. You develop a lifestyle and you want to stay fit in your finances. Part of that is developing a lifestyle of generosity. So that's number three that, uh, that Daniel talks about. Number four, scripture, not culture, should shape our views of both rich and poor. Uh, again, if we we just simply have to go back to scripture for all of these what is the context and you know i love again i, I you, you can tell i love the gospels because jesus addresses this with the disciples and the disciples are going huh we don't get that huh we don't get that and it is only in, until you know acts and and some of the letters to the church that we see that oh they're starting to work it out in their own life and that's why the 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 rest of the new testament's powerful for how do we work this out in our life because we can see that's that that beginning with the disciples that they're trying to figure out what did jesus mean by that hmm. and then oh okay this is how it works out. And again, as you read the letter. So, so we'll just, uh, we've only got a few minutes left and I do want to get to the last three. So okay. scripture, not culture should shape our views on both the rich and the poor. Um, and number five is, is really, uh, again, it's a proverb. When you work hard, uh, you should get rewarded. Money is part of that reward for hard work, right? right? And so as we do that, and, and again, I don't think there's lots of New Testament scripture, but God is glorified by the work that we do. Um, and especially when it's, you know, it's, we are stewarding his resources and it's not just money, it's time, it's talent, mm. it's resources, it's opportunity. And so as we do that, then, then yes, money is one of those rewards. And Proverbs says, hey, a little rubbing of the hands, a little bit of, you know, resting here and there, and poverty comes on you, right? And, and so as we, we think about that, we go, all right, yep, money is that reward for, for, uh, for some hard work. The last two have to do with um, money being a poor God and debt being a poor master, and so in the last few minutes, I don't know if you want to make a comment on that. Lots of our shows, we do talk about that. I mentioned already well, you, you, you that Matthew, about Matthew 6, yeah. right? You can't serve both. You, and, and money dictates a whole different level of obedience and enslavement that God doesn't ask. Mm-hmm. Um, there's freedom with money when God asks us to release it to him, when when we can be free and open-handed and live generously as a lifestyle. And then, but, and, and these then, two are connected because, yeah. you know, when you're in debt, you are a slave to, to money or you're a slave to those, to the borrower. And, and, and again, uh, we can see the correlation there that, that, you know, it's just not healthy being enslaved. Your master is not out for your best interest. So if you're serving money, Money is not out for your your best interest. God is. He created you. He wants you to experience not just this life in terms of a a wonderful life that we have here on this earth, but he wants you to experience his presence 
for eternity. Mm-hmm. And, and so money gets in the way of that sometimes. Yes. And, and if we serve that God, then we end up. And, and, and it can lead us to debt yes. because we want the money and the possessions and we don't want to wait for it. So then that debt becomes a poor master and we're enslaved in a way that um, will separate us from God's heart sometimes, mm-hmm. as I have experienced that. So, Father in heaven, we ask for your mercy and grace upon us as your people that we will come and fall before you uh, with our divisions and our bitterness And Lord, we ask for your forgiveness in Jesus' name for those things. And we ask that you would show us how how the tool of money can be an exciting part of our life with you in furthering your kingdom and bringing about your purposes on earth as it is in heaven. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Well, there you go. The seven financial facts that all Christians should know. I'll have that in the show notes today. There you go. And join us next week. When we talk some more money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.